What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? You know who it is. You know what it's about. Welcome back to another episode of my podcast, Hustle on Film. And today we're going to be talking about Chernobyl Diaries from 2012. This film was uh, directed by Bradley Parker. It was written by Oren Pelly, if I'm pronouncing that, um, excuse me, pronouncing that correctly. Uh, he, if you don't know who he is, he uh, was the creator of the Paranormal Activity uh, franchise. He uh, also directed and I believe wrote the uh, film Area 51. Uh, he did mostly uh, documentary style uh, films in his career. He hasn't really done much lately. Uh, last time I heard, uh, he might be doing some other th new things now, but last time I heard, he was trying to call a quiz on the film industry because um, I think he was going through some personal things in his life. Not sure, but um, I think he's trying to come back. But uh, this is one of his films that I really enjoyed. I wasn't really a big fan of the Paranormal Activity franchise. I do own the first film, and uh, I remember seeing that movie in the cinema. You know, I mean, I thought that movie was pretty well done. It was very scary and very, uh, you know, well-directed, you know, for the small budget that he had for that production. But, uh, you know, I, I really enjoyed uh his story, that he, the story that he wrote uh, this film, Chernobyl Diaries. Uh, so let's get into it. Um, the film centers around a, a group of uh, tourists um, who uh, travel to Russia to um, visit um, and sightsee the locations. And uh, we have uh, one of our characters who is uh, visiting his brother. Um, I believe his name is Chris. And um, he's visiting his brother, Paul. Paul's the older brother. And he lives out there in, in uh, Russia. And um, I guess he, you know, he's having, having been having the time of his life, and um, you know, he's been, you know, uh, talking to a lot of girls and you know, doing a lot of sightseeing and um, you know, hanging out, having a good time. And um, uh, Chris and Paul, their relationship, you know, it's a little rocky. You know, they have a, you know, have an on off. You know, like you could tell in their past, um, they've had, you know, their beefs with each other. They've had, you know, their ups and downs. Um, their ups and downs as uh, brothers um, in their lifetime. But uh, you can tell they uh, still um, have a, a bond of love for each other. And uh, despite um, their um, their issues in the past. But um, they're um, also there with their girlfriends. Uh, uh, Chris is there with his uh, girlfriend, um, who was uh, actually his fiance, I believe. Um, and um, Paul was there with um, his girlfriend. And... Um, I believe uh, Chris's girlfriend, her name was Natalie, if I'm not mistaken. And um, I, I forget I forget the other girl's name. Um, she's a, a Burnett lady. She um, walks around with a camera. Uh, I believe she was a photographer. And um, she uh, is um, basically boyfriend to um, Paul, who was um, living in Russia. And um, Paul, you know, he shows him around um, a PF, I believe, because that's where they're they uh, start the film. They start the film, I believe, in PF. If I'm not, um, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, and um, I'm sorry if I'm not. But um, they um, have a good time in there. They, you know, they head out to the bars, and um, you know, they they uh, you know sightsee and all that. And then uh, the next day, he asked uh, them there at the cafe, and they're uh, trying to basically get some breakfast in, and um, they're trying to. Um, um, basically figure out what, it, what what is their next move as far as like their vacation there in Russia. And um, Paul proposes that they uh, go do a, a extreme tourism um, tour. And because um, he's hired a, a guy named Yuri. 
who was a who was a guy um, who does extreme tourism, and um, he um, basically said, "Hey, have you guys ever heard of this place called Chernobyl?" And they're like, "Oh, like isn't that where the uh, nuclear um, disaster happened?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, like you know, a lot of people was living there, but they had to um, be rushed out when the um, the nuclear um, disaster happened. You know, people couldn't um, really take things with them; they just had to go." You know, every everything was evacuated um, in a matter of uh, minutes, and um, it, it you know they they're suspicious about it at first. Like, okay, like like I don't know, like you know, what about the radiation and all that? And and you know, and Paul's telling, oh, it's totally safe. Uh, um, we we just be there for an hour, a tour, and we see some cool stuff, and we split. You know, he you know, like um, he tells them about the guy that he, he's hired. He's a professional. He's done this multiple times with uh, other tourists. And they like, well, you know, he basically they basically do some, he does some persuading on the um his friends and his brother um Chris and they're like, well, like all right, you know, like we're like you know we're only gonna be here um for so long, so we might as well see as much as we can, blah blah blah, before we go back to the states. And um, they decide to go, and um they go uh to um meet um their guy Yuri, who um he has his own um I believe uh um. Uh, accessory shop as far as like uh military and um you know um uh, you know tourist um tourist accessories as far as uh, for doing um his job he's like he was an ex uh he was special forces um he might have been a navy seal i'm not sure but he was a russian special forces uh soldier because we find that out as a uh, they ask him uh, about his uh background and um they're also accompanied by uh a um if I'm not mistaken, I believe they're German, uh, a German couple, um, because uh, they mentioned Vikings and, and uh, you know, like uh, I guess uh, his, his, the man, his name is uh, Michael, and um, he's accompanied by his girlfriend. And um, the um, I really like the Michael character. You know, I'm gonna talk about him a little bit later. But uh, yeah, like um, we have basically have our gang, and uh, they're basically they basically all jump in this van uh, that Yuri owns, and um, they um, head out to um, Pripyat, you know, which, you know, Chernobyl, you know, they basically head out to the city of Pripyat that is um, now abandoned. And, um, you know, as they're um, driving to the checkpoint, they get to the checkpoint to try to um, get in. Um, there's Russian guards there. They see, like, the military there, and they're like, okay, what is this? You know, usually, um, like, the guards are, uh, are there always, I guess, but, um, um, or they're usually not normally there, but they uh, tell Yuri, because Yuri gets out, you know, tries to tell him, hey, um, I'm doing a uh, a tour of uh, uh, I was trying to do a, a tour of Pripyat today, and um, they the guards basically tell them, uh, no, you can't go in today. Like uh, we're doing some maintenance work, and uh, it's not safe, and uh, we're not having uh any tours today. And he's like, okay, and like he tells um the uh, group that it's a little weird how uh they usually don't do this. Like they talk about maintenance, and they're like, wait a minute, is this supposed to be abandoned? Like we what do you mean maintenance? And like, I don't know, it's a little bit strange. You know, they don't really know. They're like, okay, you know, it's a little weird. But um, Yuri has another way to get into Pripyat, he, you know, because he knows his way around the country. He knows his way around the area, and um, you know, he takes them to this, you know, the secret location where the how they get the alternate location where they can get in to the city. And um, you know, like uh, nobody knows that they're there. No one knows um, uh, where they are. Like, cause like I said, they snuck in, and um, he um, you know, does the tour. He um. Shows them around, like they see like uh, the abandoned parks and abandoned uh, schools, you know, like um, 
abandoned buildings and stuff like that. You know, see they find, you know, you know, mutant fish in um in a lake, you know, nearby. Um, they uh find uh, uh you know carcasses of uh, other dead animals and stuff. You know, because at first they're like, oh, well, there's wild dogs here, but they usually come out at night and blah blah blah. You know, there's really there's nothing here. Like just you know, nobody's here. And um, they um they take a, a look inside this building, abandoned um building. You know, sort of. I'm not sure what kind of building it is it. Maybe it could have been a residential you know area because we see like family pictures of uh you know people that live there and you know you know old furniture. So I think it was like a like a maybe a residential apartment area. I'm not sure. But um, they're touring the place and um taking pictures and um Yuri tells uh Michael um the uh the German um cat he um uh, tell, he tries to pick up a cup or something like that and you know touch it and he tells hey man don't touch it and he's like well, why not and um he's like uh it's contaminated and he's like well, what do you mean contaminated and uh he's like well he said people um that did um tours of uh in the past who um they came and took items sold them on the black market and uh people that bought them off the black market didn't know they were contaminated and they got exposed to radiation and um you know that's some that's a real thing too like um like certain items and stuff that have been exposed to radiation can uh carry on for many many years like you know from what i've read like like the uh like the uh the effects can be on still be on the uh item it could be a cup it could be you know uh maybe a book or something like that i'm not sure you know but you know something that that's you know real creepy if you really think about it how uh you know this because um this Chernobyl disaster disaster happened back in the 80s and um uh, I can't. I can't think what year. It might have been '89. I'm not sure. It, I, 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 I'm not really mistaken. I, I'm. I'm. I'm pretty mistaken. Um, on um, what when it happened. Not really sure. But uh, it did happen back in the '80s. And um, like um, I remember um, uh, reading about it and doing research. And um, when I first heard about this film, I really wanted to um, go see it and um, get into this because I remember doing some research on the Chernobyl uh, uh, disaster that happened and all the people that died and you know, and had to be forced out their homes. But anyway, as they're continuing the tour, they uh, come across a bear. Yeah, uh, the stray bear that was uh, spooked by something we don't know, we don't see it. But uh, they run to a bear and, um, you know, they, they decide, hey, we, we, we should get out of here. We've seen enough to the, for the day. And um, and um, they, they head back to their uh, van. And then that's when they realize that, uh, Yuri realizes that uh, his, um, Spark plugs or um, his um his wires have been destroyed in the van. Something ate his um wires, so he can't start the van. And he doesn't have um, backup um he doesn't have backup plugs, so they're stuck. And um you know um Paul you know he's like well you know he he you know he lashes out at um at Yuri and he's like well uh like we're stuck out here because um eventually it gets dark and um Yuri he's trying to radio trying to uh, see if he can get in contact with the soldiers. That were at the um at the uh, roadblock, you know the uh, checkpoint, and um he and you know Paul's like, well, like this is some tour buddy and blah blah blah, like you know like you know you you um really messed up, you got stuck out here and stuff, and he's like, well, hey, and Yuri's like, this ain't my fault, like like I didn't destroy the car, and and um you know um Amanda, that's uh that was the Burnett uh the uh, girlfriend of uh, Paul um. I uh, believe she, she, yeah, that's her name. But he, um, he, she told him, "Well, we wouldn't be out like we, we like uh, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you." Like, 
saying this is part of your fault too because they were kind of sketchy about the situation at first. They they really said, like, I don't know. And he's like, well, I'm sorry because if I didn't want to show one to show you guys some fun and stuff. And then um, Chris is like, oh yeah, his brother Chris is like, oh yeah, some fun. And you know they kind of go into it. You know, like I said, they've had you know problems with their relationship as brothers in the past, and they kind of go into it. He's like, oh well, I'm sick of your whining, and uh, you can stop and relax. Everything's gonna be fine. And um, and they like, and um, they like um. Trying to think, hold on. They're like, like, okay, well, how, what are we gonna do? How are we gonna get out of here? And then um, Yuri's like, well, he said I can either fix band or we can all walk back to checkpoint. And then, but he said I wouldn't recommend it because you know it's late, you know it's dark, it ain't safe. And um, they said we can stay in, just lock the doors. And they're like, well, we can't stay here all night out here all night. We can just walk back, you know. And he's like, no, it's not safe and all that. And then they suddenly hear um a sound in the um coming from outside the band in a you know far off distance and um. They're like, they pause and they're like, what is that? And they hear it again. And it sounds like you can't really hear it unless you have uh, your volume turned all the way up or you have speakers on. But it's, it sounds like someone yelling or like maybe a child crying or something. You know, they, it's, you know, real eerie noise. You know, you know, even um, one of the characters is like, it sounds like a baby. You know, and it's funny because Yuri's like, uh, that's not a baby. And he he uh, he uh, reaches in his glove compartment and he grabs a gun. And he pulls out a gun. And Chris is like, like, yo, what's with the gun? And, he, and he's like, you have problem? <laughs> he, he says in, uh, in his thick uh, Russian accent, you have problem? <laughs> I can't do it. But, uh, you know, it was, re- it was a really funny thing. He, he was like, hey, you should be glad I have this. And, you know, it, you know, I like to hear it. You know, he was a tough guy. You know, he wasn't scared. He was like, hey, like, whatever it is, I ain't scared of it. And I, I'm going to go check it out. So he goes out with the gun and he goes, uh, check it out. It's dark. He has a flashlight with him. He goes check out, make sure, see what, like, what is the sound that was was being made? And um, Chris goes out there with him, and um, Paul tries to stop, but hey, man, don't go out there. Like, and you know, Chris ignores him because you know he's mad at his brother. And um, like, uh, you know, Chris goes out there and catches up with Yuri. And um, we um, a few moments later, we hear gunshots. You know, as they're in the far different, excuse me, in the far distance, we hear gunshots, and um, uh, Paul runs out to. You know, try to go assist his brother. You know, because you know he has to go. You know, see what's going on. And um, we see uh Paul lipping back with uh his brother um Chris and Yuri's nowhere to be seen. They come back to the van. Chris's leg has been like compound fractured. Like something just ripped his leg. Like something bit his leg and or broke it real bad. We see that his leg is really fucked up. And um, they um. Uh, close the door. They like they lock the doors. They like what the hell is going on? What happened? And you know, Chris is like, oh man, I don't know. There was a lot of them and blah blah blah. Like like they were everywhere and stuff. And um, they uh they asked like, where's Yuri? You know, he's like, oh, they got him and stuff. And um, um, uh, the the van gets attacked by dogs and they scare the dogs off because the, the dogs realize they can't get in. So but uh, they you know they basically um scare the dogs off by you know hitting the windows and stuff like that. And um, um. They uh, basically uh, they're out there all night, basically out there all night in the dark and um, and and basically surrounded by whatever is out there that uh, is stalking them. And um, but, the, you know, from there on, you know, you know, the movie, you know, it, it's I thought it was a pretty you know creepy movie. You know, I thought, you know, it has some pretty cool camera angles. I thought, you know, it has some pretty cool ambient music that played throughout. And um the characters, you know, some of the characters were likable, you know, like, 
you know, like pretty much say, oh, they were dumb. Because this movie, it, it kind of got a lot of uh, flack when it first came out. You know, like I said, you know, I had a good time with it. And, um, you know, I've seen it dozens of times. Pretty dope film. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm into those, you know, you know, movies where, you know, characters are being stalked by some unknown entity. You know, it kind of has a little bit of shade, a little vibes of The Hills Have Eyes. You know, the remake, you know, I wouldn't say the original because the remake uh, was um, revolved around radiation, just like Chernobyl, you know. You know, but I think they're very different films, though. They're, you know, in my, I think The Hills Have Eyes was better, but, um, you know, that's, that's another movie I'm going to talk about in the future. But, um, like, um, I think Chernobyl Diaries, you know, did its job well. The movie costs like a million dollars. It only costs one million. You know, way more than what Paranoid Activity costs. Um, the first one, they say the first Paranoid Activity cost about 15000 maybe 20000 I'm not sure. I think it was 15000 though, um, that uh, Oren um, Pelly uh, did. Um, with his first um, feature, and that's some you know, you know, this guy, you know, he, you know, he, you know, he's a good filmmaker. You know, he's a, you know, I think, um, you know, he definitely had a, a talent, you know, for what he did with Paranormal Activity. You know, he just he made a movie about a haunted house and and um, you know, made a lot of uh impact with that and got a lot of buzz and stuff. Even got the attention of Steven Spielberg. You know, you know, if you get the attention of Steven Spielberg, you know, somebody like him, man, you. You know, you you call light in the bottle, man. You know, so I think that's incredible that you know that you know he was able to um, to uh, get in contact with him. And um, but uh, real talk, uh, the movie, it, you know, Chernobyl Diaries, I thought it was it was dope. He didn't direct it, Oren. He didn't direct it. Like I said, it was a guy named Bradley Parker. Um, you know, you know, he's directed a few films and did some um, second unit uh, work on a few movies. Uh, I believe he's doing some second unit work or having something to do with the production of the new Batman movie that's in production. And, um, but, um, I think, you know, Chernobyl Diaries is really good though. Like I said, um, the characters, they go through a lot. They, you know, they, you know, they, one by one, they get picked off and, um, you know, like they, you know, cause they're running from the creatures that, um, that are pursuing them. Cause we, we don't really get to see the creatures, um, too much. We get glimpses of them. We see that they're mutants, you know, that they're, you know, they they were mutated people. We don't like I said we don't get to see them in in full view force. We see them like um, in, we see glimpses of them, and I think that was kind of interesting. You know, I know some people say, "Well, I want to see the creatures more," and that's true. I understand because like the hills have eyes, they were on full view. They were, but they were shot two different and shot with two different um, styles of uh, filmmaking. You know, hills have eyes was more of an in your face type film. This movie wasn't found footage style. But it kind of had glimpses of that, even though it wasn't a documentary um, film. You know, it's kind of weird because the title is called Chernobyl Diaries. You would think it was about these tourists doing a documentary on Chernobyl, but it, it was it was a film. It was an actual film, but it, the way it was, the way the camera angles were, and the way it was shot, it was shot like a documentary. It was like there were there were, there wasn't too many tricks with the camera. It was it was just it, it was almost like a cameraman was following them around as they were going through the uh, chaos and uh, distress that they were going through. And um, but I thought it was dope. Like I said, I thought uh, the movie was better than what people was making out to be. You know, like you know, sometimes you you look at these critics and you be like, okay, it's like you you were shitting on this movie, but you was praising this movie. You know, it's like it'd be a film that you be like, okay, how the heck did that win? You know, like you know, best picture or how how the heck or how is this movie getting so much praise? You know, it's like you know, like I, I mean, I always say this. Like some people may disagree with me, but I always say this, man. The, to me, the best films. 
in my opinion, some of the best films are uh, independent films, man. It's not even, it's not even Hollywood movies, man. In my opinion, it's it's more like independent films that uh really um get the buzz in for me, man. Like to me, independent films they have you, you the director they have more creativity with their craft and stuff like that. You know, cause you know that's one thing I love about independent filmmaking. That's one thing I want to pursue is through independent filmmaking. Um, I'm not saying I wouldn't do any you know, productions under the Hollywood system or any um, major Hollywood studios. Yeah, I take what I can. And, um, you know, the more the merrier. But, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm, my game plan and my uh, my playground is independent filmmaking. You know, whether it be movies that cost, you know, in the 100,000 range, you know, a couple mil, you know, whatever. You know, like, it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, but I, I eventually want to do some, you know, major studio films in my career. But um, I thought, um, the way it was shot was a uh, well was one well um presented and um but yeah you know like uh, it's not much really I can uh, else I want to say you know I, I, I usually kind of go through the movies a lot you know so I want to try to cut back on that a little bit you know even though you know just in case people hadn't seen it even though this movie's been out for many years uh came out like I said back in 2012 but you know like um I you know I try not to get I, I'm, I'm gonna try not to get too much spoilers away but um you know it, like I say it, I think it's a uh, fun, scary, you know, isolated, you know, horror show, you know, like, um, like I said, uh, you don't really get to see the um, creatures or the monsters too much, but, you know, like you get glimpses of them and, you know, you get the, the, the menacing feeling from them and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I'm all out, y'all, and um, I'll see y'all in the next one. Uh, y'all have a nice day and stay safe out there.